Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome to this special program here on AM 1260 The Rock, Cleveland Catholic Radio. Our special program today is about the Holy Rosary, and we're going to welcome in just a moment a Dominican priest. Who better to talk about the rosary than a Dominican? Uh, I'm Dick Russ. I'll be your host on this program. Dan Dealey's our producer. And our special guest today here in our studios at The Rock is Father Paul Marich, Dominican priest, Northeast Ohio native. Father Paul, welcome to the studios of The Rock. Thank you, Dick. It's great to be here today. So Father Paul and I have known each other for many, many years, and we've done a few uh, things together, and uh, really pleased to have you here in the studio, Father Paul. Tell us a little bit about your background. You're from the Youngstown area. That's right. And uh, you grew up here in Northeast Ohio, and so you, you know this place, I guess you could say, like the back of your hand. Huh? <laughs> That's right. Well, my father's actually native of Cleveland. He grew up in Garfield Heights and Parma, and so the dad's side of the family is still here in Cleveland. And I grew up in Youngstown. That's where mom's from. And met the Dominicans in Youngstown, where we have a parish, and went to Franciscan University of Steubenville for my undergrad, did some teaching for a while, and was ordained a priest for the Dominican Order in May of 2022, so about a year, a little over a year ago, and I'm currently assigned to St. Patrick Church in downtown Columbus, so it was great. My first assignment as a priest, I got sent back to the Buckeye State. And and that is kind of the home parish of the of the Dominicans. Tell us a little bit about the, you know, the organization, the structure of the Dominicans, both right. here in Ohio and uh, across this part of the country. Right. So the Dominican order is broken up into provinces, which is all territorial. You could uh, think of it similar to just really big dioceses for Dominicans, if you want to use that comparison. So our our headquarters for the province are in New York. We have our seminary in Washington D.C. That's where I did my studies, and then we have parishes. Uh, in our province throughout the East Coast, down as south as Virginia and Kentucky, and then Ohio is the western edge of our province. So in Ohio, we have parishes in Youngstown, in Cincinnati, our parish in Columbus, and we also have a, a couple parishes in Somerset out in the country, which was, in fact, the oldest Catholic church in Ohio, St. Joseph's in Somerset. Hmm. is uh, run by Dominicans. Is there a special name of this uh, Dominican mm-hmm. province for so the eastern part? Yes, we're the province of St. Joseph, okay. the, and there are four provinces in the U.S. We're the northeast province, there's the south, the central Midwest province, and then the western province. Now, as we said at the beginning, uh, people associate, mm-hmm. obviously, St. Dominic, the Dominicans, with the Holy Rosary, and it's the main reason you're here is, mm-hmm. is to talk about a special event that right. all of our listeners can can uh, take part in. But uh, what would you say, Father Paul Marich, is the uh, the charism of the Dominicans? What What is it, let's say, mm-hmm. that attracted you and mm-hmm. has had so many men for so many centuries uh, follow the way of St. Dominic? Well, we all got those letters after our name, OP, okay. Order of Preachers. So preaching is, of course, our, our charism. That's what draws us. We like to talk. Uh, we like to get up in the pulpit to preach the word, but I think also with preaching, you know, there's many different aspects of preaching. There's the pulpit preaching. There's, you know, when you're in the classroom teaching, that's a form of preaching. Uh, in the confessional, when you meet someone there, uh, the counsel that you give is its own form of preaching. Uh, we have a lot of friars involved in hospital ministry that takes on its own form of preaching. But also the rosary. You know, we are known for promoting the rosary. Uh, for teaching the rosary. We wear our rosary on our habit. But the rosary is itself its own form of preaching. And because of this structure to it, you go through the different sets of mysteries. It's an unfolding of the life of Christ. But it's also then a way to look and, and meditate on the life of Christ. And you could think about how, look at the, look at the great wealth of our spiritual life that we have here and 
It's just meditating, praying upon those 15 mysteries of the rosary. And you could even use that as a, for Dominicans, as we pray the rosary, meditate on the mysteries of the life of Christ. Uh, that's the contemplation that's preparing us to then preach about them in the pulpit. Well, more and more, uh, we have been reminded and encouraged uh, mm-hmm. all over the place lately that we, we must pray the rosary. Yes. Uh, and it comes yeah. from Our Lady herself, yeah. that, you know, Fatima and, and in other uh, places where she has encouraged people to pray the rosary for the salvation of souls, the conversion of Russia, the end mm-hmm. of communism, all these things. So we know that. And we look at our world today, Father Paul, and uh, we say, gosh, what, what can we do? You know, so mm-hmm. many people feel helpless. And so mm-hmm. the rosary, as, as the Dominicans well know, can be a really powerful tool. I wonder what your thoughts are on, on how the rosary can, oh, I don't know if the word is influence. What would you say to, to help uh, write things, to, to bring us back into line with our faith? How would you describe this? I think that there's that maternal aspect because you're praying to Our Lady, you know, that she's the mother of God, she's the mother of the church. And there's this sense of um, you could turn to her as a loving mother, as, as our advocate, as our intercessor in heaven, and then also seeing one, though, who completely, her example is one who followed the Lord Jesus wholeheartedly, completely, with her whole life. And so it sets an example for us, you know, poor sinners that we are, and the troubled world that we find ourselves in, you know, who better than Mary to show us how to turn our hearts to the Lord Jesus, because her heart was so completely, you know, in union with his uh, but then also the power that she has in heaven as our intercessor. I mean, I think that's something to think about, especially when praying the fifth uh, glorious mystery, the coronation of Our Lady, because that is now a meditation on the present reality of Mary in heaven as our queen praying for us, that in a way that is now, you know, as she lived her vocation on earth, being the mother of our Lord, that is her now living her vocation in heaven as our as our queen, as our protector, as our um, intercessor before the throne of her son. And so we could, we could turn to her, to pray to her whenever there are those needs or those deepest desires of our hearts or struggles that we're facing. Turn to the mother who is, as we read in the Psalms, the queen standing at the right hand of her son. We're talking with Father Paul Merich of the Dominican Order. He's with us here at AM 1260, The Rock, Cleveland Catholic Radio, to, mm-hmm. to introduce a special event regarding right. the rosary. And you also have a special title within your Dominican order, right. the promoter of the rosary, right? That right? And, and so what, right. Father Paul, what, what are we uh, promoting mm-hmm. here? What, what can those uh, right. listening to us now take advantage of in, mm-hmm. in terms of the rosary? Right. So as... Uh, as you said, I'm promoter of the rosary for the province of St. Joseph. So this is this is an addition to my role as parochial vicar at St. Patrick's. But we actually have the offices for the confraternity of the Holy Rosary down there at St. Patrick's. So that's uh, it's, it's typical that a priest at St. Patrick's also has this job as promoter of the rosary. And it is uh, overseeing the confraternity of the Holy Rosary. So what is a confraternity? A confraternity is an association of members of the faithful in the church that are joined together uh, for some type of, you know, perhaps devotion or perhaps some spiritual work. You know, many of our listeners may be, if they've been enrolled in the Brown Scapular of Our Lady Mount Carmel, that's a confraternity in the church. And so I uh, oversee the confraternity of the Holy Rosary, uh, which has been entrusted to the Dominican order. And that's kind of the... uh, 
the the work that we do throughout the year is you know promoting the rosary, getting people involved. If if you, if any of our listeners, if you pray the rosary every day, you're already going above and beyond the requirements uh, for membership because all that is required for membership is that you pray 15 decades of the rosary a week, and so. You know, a daily rosary is going above and beyond, so why don't you join the confraternity? And in fact, you could go online uh, to our website, www.rosaryconfraternity.org. You can enroll online. Uh, one, work that, one thing that I do as well is work with local pastors, not, not Dominican pastors, I mean, of, of mm-hmm. diocesan parishes and, and other religious orders. If they want to establish the confraternity in their parish, they can write to us and we get it established as a formal charter. And that way, the confraternity can become a, a parish group. Uh, you may remember like the Ultra Rosary Society. Oh, yeah, I was just going to bring yeah, that up, Father that, Paul. That's the confraternity yeah. in, in a local parish. Yeah, when I was a kid, uh, say in the 50s, those things were huge. Right. The, uh, you know, uh, and they called them confraternities. Yes. Uh, they, they actually did. Uh, you had the rosary, you had the, the altar, you had mm-hmm. various uh, men's, the Holy Name Society yeah. was very, very big, and, uh, and other, say, confraternities for special interests, special groups. But, right. but the rosary kind of stands alone yeah. in, this, in this area. And, you know, we, we have a little bit of time, yeah. so and uh, then, uh, start, go ahead, Father Paul. Yeah, and then uh, we've, we've really been now seeing a revival in That's these— That's what I was uh, going to say. We've, we mentioned at the beginning, we've been reminded all the time, right. the rosary, the rosary, the rosary. Yes, and I've been seeing pastors interested or, or groups within parishes that have the, have the support of their pastor wanting to establish the confraternity. So it's a pretty straightforward process. You know, We just need the permission of the local bishop, and then our province— uh, Formally establishes the confraternity in that pro- in that parish, and then and then it could take off as a parish organization. So uh, another thing too that we're we've been working on that's very exciting for our province, and it's not just the confraternity that's been involved with this, but a number of entities in our province is a pilgrimage coming up at the end of September on on September 30th at the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., and it's the Dominican Rosary Pilgrimage. And we're hoping this becomes a first annual. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, our first or our inaugural uh, all-day pilgrimage at the Basilica, and it's a way to—we see it as, as at the end of September, it's ushering ourselves into the month of the Rosary. And it's going to be a day-long event at the Shrine. Uh, there will be a couple of presentations on the Rosary. There will be opportunities for adoration, confession throughout the morning— uh, a special praying of the rosary. We're going to be uh, processing to different altars up there in the upper church of the shrine as we pray the, uh, the different mysteries of the rosary. And then there's a closing mass. It's their regular vigil mass at the basilica at 4.30 that, in, that afternoon. Uh, I'll be the celebrant for that mass, and that'll be the, the closing of this pilgrimage. And we hope that as this begins uh, this year, that it'll continue for uh, many years to come. Well, what can people do then? Just uh, go to Washington? Is yes. there something organized, or uh, we, how would you there get have more been, information? There have been different parishes or different groups that have been organizing bus trips to Washington. For others, it's just they're making individual uh, trips down to to D.C. to go to this pilgrimage. Uh, there is a, a special website for the pilgrimage. That is www.rosarypilgrimage.org. So don't confuse that with the uh, confraternity one. This okay, is one. So rosarypilgrimage.org. Yes, right. and that'll give you all the information with the schedule for the day, uh, different events, different testimonies for people 
who've been involved, and then even our online store. So. Well, you know, for, here from the Cleveland area, what does it take, about six hours? Six hours, down yes. There. So, yeah. you know, you can uh, mm-hmm. maybe go the night before, and yes, it's, it's, uh, two or three, four of you go in, in the mm-hmm. car if, if, if you're not able to, uh, say, take a, a bus trip, and you can right. even go by bus. But you get down to Washington, and um, this event on the 30th of September, the mm-hmm. Rosary Pilgrimage, what time of day does it start? You know, the doors open at 9 a.m. The okay. first conference is at 10, mm-hmm. and then throughout the morning uh, there will be adoration. And then we also have a special visitor, Father Lawrence Liu, who's the promoter general of the rosary. He's an English Dominican friar, but you know the role that I do on the provincial level, he has that for the entire Dominican order. So we're very happy to have him come uh, to Washington for this event. Let's go back to the uh, everybody associates the Dominicans with the rosary, and rightfully so because of St. Dominic. Mm-hmm. Just recap that story in, in 60 seconds, Father Paul, uh, <laughs> and how this incredible way— to petition Our Lady, mm-hmm. express our faith, and find this confraternity and solidarity all began. Right. I mean, we know the there's the story of Our Lady appearing to St. Dominic, presenting him the rosary. Uh, the rosary, though, would, would take on a different uh, development throughout uh, those early his- the centuries of the Dominican order, still a focus on those mysteries of Christ's life, appealing to Our Lady, uh, but even the, the prayer of the Hail Mary expanded, you know, over the centuries, but it, it's at its heart, it's scriptural. And to pray the rosary, you're meditating on the scriptures, meditating on these different events in the life of Christ. And, you know, for St. Dominic in particular, fighting the Albigensian heresy, which saw matter, which saw the flesh as evil, by meditating on the mysteries of Christ's life, his incarnation, his suffering on the cross, his glorious resurrection, it shows that, no, the human body is good. You know, that the, the, her- the heretics of his time, they were wrong. And that's why pr- the way the rosary was a way to counter those Albigensian heretics. As the, as the Dominicans are likely to say these days, you don't see many Albigensians around that's right. anymore. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you fellas did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, the great Saint Pope John Paul the Great yes. uh, mm-hmm. added the, the luminous mysteries right. during his mm-hmm. pontificate. And that further expanded our, our way of praying, Father Paul, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit about, about that, because it went from 15 to 20, and yeah. they just seemed to fit yes. uh, so perfectly in, in the recitation of the rosary. Right, and one of our friars pointed out that when you read St. Thomas's life of the, his section in the Summa on the life of Christ, the third part, St. Thomas breaks it up into four parts where he's talking about that the incarnation, then the life of Christ, like his different ministry and miracles— then his suffering and resurrection. So in a way, St. Thomas was, uh, was getting everything ready for when John Paul the Great would uh, add those luminous mysteries. And, and we do pray the luminous mysteries. A lot of us still wear a 15-decade rosary, one, because well, we might trip over a 20 on our side. <laughs> but, uh, um, but there's also that historical connection sure. of uh, yeah. the 150 with the praying of the Psalms, which is so yes. integral to our life of... Uh, of praying the liturgy of the hours in the Dominican order. So you and, and your brother priests and friars and, and those associated with the Dominican order, how do you view the power of the rosary now, Father, in a world that to so many people has has just flipped upside down? Right. We see it as an easy way, I think, to start evangelizing because it's a very visible part of our habit when we, pray, when we wear that 15-decade rosary. Uh, it's something also that's easy to... Um, give as a little gift to someone. So like at our parish, we have a rosary rack with free rosaries available for anybody that comes in, visitors, parishioners. A lot of our 
Friars have done that for going into the streets and just kind of evangelizing and always have rosaries ready. So mm-hmm. in case anybody asks, you know, this is something that people are receptive of. But, you know, besides just the giving of the physical rosary, you know, there's that spiritual power there because it is at its at its heart. It's a meditative prayer. You're entering into the mystery of God by meditating on the life of Christ. And I think there's something uh, something to be said about uh, that power of of contemplation on the life of Christ and how the rosary does that. And if you if you d- enter deeply into praying the rosary, uh, it'll really help to strengthen your relationship with the Lord Jesus yeah, through was, his mother Mary. I was going to ask you, Father, is there a good way to pray the rosary? Right. You know, people have various approaches right. and various thoughts about its its length and how long it, it may or may not take and whether that's too yeah. much for someone or not. So uh, well, yeah, a little bit of advice for folks. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, <clears throat> maybe for some people's schedule, the only time you could get it is on the drive on 480. But, you know, if that's what if that's the time you have. Father, you know. I, I've, I've known guys, and you know my background in the, you know, right. in the news business for so many right. decades. And uh, fellas that I have worked with, well, mm-hmm. I may have worked with them 5, 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they say something to me like, oh, yeah, on my way to work every day, I pray the rosary in the right. car. So that's You know, it's something because it's it. a very mobile prayer. But I think with praying the rosary, because it's it's scriptural, a lot of times using scripture for some way of praying the rosary. I mean, a lot of times if you may see a devotional pamphlet, you may have like a scriptural verse for each mystery. So that could be a good way to Start the mystery before you go into the Our Father. And that's, that's okay, right? Yes, absolutely. I, all right, absolutely. So we, we've seen that many times. Right. And there's you know, a, a little reflection on on each mm-hmm. uh, decade, right? And I think that could be helpful because it helps you know to focus the mind on this mystery as it's recorded in Scripture. There's other books that, if it's not a scriptural meditation, it may be a, a reflection that you can get that you can read before you start the Our Father and and the Hail Marys. There's also, I think, the importance of using art to pray. So you see so many beautiful depictions of the mysteries of the rosary in many of these devotional books. And that could be a way to, as you're praying your rosary, maybe holding an image to allow you to stay focused. Uh, I think when you're looking at that image, that's going to help your meditation because there may be something in the artwork that that's depicting the mystery that, uh, oh, wow, I never really thought about that before. And as you're praying... Uh, it's in, it's engaging the mind as you pray and meditate on the mysteries of the life of Christ. A lot of times, too, if you're not driving uh, in the mo- on the morning commute praying your rosary, maybe going out for a nice walk and praying your rosary, because that is the thing. It's uh, this is that's something a lot of Dominicans uh, like to do is is to do a rosary walk because there's something contemplative and prayerful about a nice. Uh, a nice walk, especially if you're going in the park or someplace that's peaceful, and so you're already in a way disposed for praying the rosary. So, But then there's also, if you find a nice shrine or some uh, place of devotion where you can kneel down or sit down and pray your rosary, that's all good as well. Yeah, folks who listen to the station know that I've, I've said, uh, you know, just uh, for w- once in a while, here and there, you know, just take out the AirPods, mm-hmm. um, shut your phone off, right. don't be distracted. And when you go out and take a walk, you don't have to listen to your favorite music or whatever it happens to be. Now, you can right. listen to the podcast from The Rock. That's Wisdom right. From the Rock. We That's encourage right. you to do that. But for 20 minutes, half hour, if you're out on, the, uh, on your walk, mm-hmm. like you said, Father Paul, just pray the rosary. Try yeah. it. And some folks have the, uh, the idea that you approach the rosary as a task or something that, mm-hmm. you know, you have to do and it's repetitive and, or boring or whatever. The, you know, this kind of cloud has 
hung over people's busy lives, but I think some of the things you have shared with us here about looking at artwork, uh, scripture, that sort of thing, that mm-hmm. that can give a new dimension and right. and maybe start something in somebody's yeah. life or with a couple of folks together. And I think we also can't forget uh, the rosary during Eucharistic adoration, which uh, St. John Paul II you know, made it clear that this is an acceptable prayer to do during adoration. Because there was some talk like, well, should you be praying the rosary when our Lord is exposed in the Blessed Sacrament? But John Paul II said that's, a, that's totally acceptable because the rosary at its heart is a Christocentric prayer. So even though you're praying to Mary, you're meditating on the mysteries of the life of Christ. So that is something that's wonderful for adoration as you go and behold our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, you behold him in the monstrance, you can then be praying these mysteries on his life. You know, As he became incarnate, he preached among us, suffered for us, and rose gloriously. And how about uh, two or three together? More Probably sure. Even there more you power go. In that, yes, huh? absolutely. If you if you're able to go through the uh, all twenty mysteries, you know, then uh, or maybe that's something to break up throughout the day. You could do something on your morning commute, something on the uh, evening commute. Uh, you know, for us as Dominicans, you know, we're only required uh, to pray five decades a day. You know, that's the the norm. So that's kind of our our yeah. normal practice. Yeah, so. I, Father, I, I know the mother of a of a priest who prays mm-hmm. eight rosaries wow. a day right. for various intentions. Mm-hmm. And so whatever it is, Father, it could probably be once mm-hmm. a week if that's yes. what your schedule permits. But right. like you said, tell us a little bit more as we have about five minutes left mm-hmm. about about the confraternity of the rosary mm-hmm. and again about the event on September 30th. Mm-hmm. So the confraternity, it's right. 15 decades per week. Per right? week. And the, right. the other thing, too, is when you <clears throat> join the confraternity, you know, it's an association, a spiritual association. So you are praying the rosary for all the other members of the confraternity, and they're praying for you. So just think of that immensity of the spiritual benefits of joining the confraternity. And then as a confraternity entrusted to the Dominican order, you are able to share in the in the spiritual benefits, the good works of the Dominican order. So, you know, perhaps if you've read a little bit about the life of St. Dominic or know a little or want to know more about the Dominican order, joining the confraternity, praying the rosary as a member of the confraternity actually will help you become now associated with the Dominican Order. So and any, that was confraternityrosary.org? That was confer, rosaryconfraternity.org. Rosary Rosary That's if you, you know, for obviously for our listeners here in, in the Cleveland area, uh, if one is listening online or, or out of the eastern province, you would join in uh, the confraternity in your local province. But for probably most of our listeners, they're here in Ohio, so go to rosaryconfraternity.org, and uh, you could sign up online. And then for any parish groups, or if a parish group has a rosary prayer group and you want to you know, maybe make that a little more formalized as a, as a local mm-hmm. charter of the Rosary Confraternity, you could contact our offices and we'll get that, that process started. Uh, and then on September 30th, we have the Dominican Rosary Pilgrimage, and this is sponsored by a number of, of different ministries within the Dominican province of St. Joseph. This will be at the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington. It's going to be an all-day event starting at 9, at 9 a.m. With, with talks, with adoration, with a praying of the rosary. It'll end with a vigil mass, uh, the Saturday evening vigil mass, which I'll be celebrating in an opportunity to then enter in to the month of the rosary. And then uh, one other practice I'll share with our listeners is this is something that we do down at St. Patrick's in Columbus, but the first Sunday of October has traditionally been known as Rosary Sunday, and this was a practice of the of the confraternity 
And in many places, the practices, you know, fell away. Our Dominican parishes have tried to keep that up. So we give every, at the sun, that Sunday Mass, that first Sunday of October, we give roses to everyone after Mass, yeah. blessed roses. And this has been a longstanding tradition for the Dominican order and for the Rosary Confraternity. So maybe I know one pastor who, he's a Dominican, he took over a diocesan parish and just last year started that, and the people loved it. What a beautiful touch, yeah. <laughs> yes. And so the 1st of October is a Sunday. That's right, that's year. Rosary so Sunday. That, that is Rosary Sunday. Yes. Uh, we're talking with Father Paul Merich, a Dominican priest from Columbus uh, area right now at St. Patrick's, originally from Northeast Ohio. And, you know, this the pilgrimage, it truly is a pilgrimage on the mm-hmm. 30th of, of September because you have all the elements there, Father Paul Merich. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've got people gathered together, some talks, devotions, adoration, the rosary. So mm-hmm. it seems like in one day and at the end with the Mass that you will be offering— uh, fulfill your Sunday obligation. What a great way to experience something, plus to see the beautiful shrine there. That's right. It's an incredible place. Well, and people the, have not been there. This is particularly special for me because I was ordained a priest there. And so to go back now to the altar where I was ordained uh, to celebrate Mass. Uh, but that's a great—the shrine has side altars, side side chapels of many different ethnic groups and devotions to Our Lady. So it's almost a, itself a rosary in, in stone, you could say, of all the different chapels. Sure, and a lower level that yes. uh, offers a different uh, uh, kinds of experiences. That's and even right. for folks to, to take a tour, it's, it mm-hmm. just, it can be a one-day thing, uh, maybe a day there, spend the day in D.C., and then come back That's the right. next day, and right. uh, the weather will be fine and all that sort of thing. So it's, it's just perfect. What a pleasure. Uh, Father Paul, and I know you're uh, assigned in Columbus and living there now, and you've done some things for our sister station there in, in Columbus as well. That's right, St. Gabriel Radio. So. And uh, you were a part of some of the Dominican programs on the Yes, with right? Dominican Dimensions. So uh, we record that, and uh, I've been a you had a couple of episodes so far, just had a Good. couple recent ones. So Great, and glad to have you here here on AM 1260, The Rock, in, in Cleveland. And you know you're always welcome. Thank you, so, Dick. Appreciate great it. Great to have you on. And so, uh, Father Paul Marich, before we go, we want to leave our listeners first, please, with the, the two websites that they need right. to, to visit, and then we're going to ask for your uh, sure. little closing prayer and your blessing. Sure. So if you're interested in joining the Rosary Confraternity, you can go to www.rosaryconfraternity.org for more information and to enroll online. And for information on the September 30th pilgrimage in Washington, that's www.rosarypilgrimage.org. Rosarypilgrimage.org. Father Paul Merich, uh, final prayer and your blessing, please. Through the intercession of Our Lady of the Rosary, may Almighty God fill you with an abundance of blessings. May He keep you always close to the sacred heart of His Son. And may the blessing of Almighty God come upon all who are listening in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Our guest has been Father Paul Marich, OP, our producer, Dan Dealey. I'm your host, Dick Russ. Join us anytime and all the time for more Wisdom from the Rock.